what it is that's been on Mark's heart for us to hear today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, it's finally got here. <laughs> Not something I was looking forward to, but here we are. Amen. I do uh, want to just say, uh, mention again how thankful I am for this opportunity to have been here with you. It has been a pleasure from my standpoint. It's been something I've thoroughly enjoyed. And I've made some friends that I hope will be friends for a long time. Um, and um, I think most of you have my number available should you ever need someone to pray. You have a special concern and you'd like for me and my wife to pray. We have a list of things we pray for all the time. So we would be more than happy to share in your prayer request. That does not mean I want to take anything away from your pastor. Your pastor is your pastor. But if you need someone to pray... I'm always available and love to have that opportunity to pray for you. If you have your um, Bibles this morning and you would like to read along, I'm going to be in Luke chapter 18, a very well-known, familiar passage, one that you've heard many preachers preach on. Now that generally means that you're probably not going to hear a whole lot you haven't heard before. But that shouldn't surprise you when a preacher stands up in front of you. If you've been in the church very long, uh, there's a... Um, not a whole lot of new information in the Bible. There's a lot we don't understand, but it's, nobody's added to it for a while. Amen? But we are thankful that we have the living Word at our disposal. What a constant source of comfort it is. So we begin this morning with Luke chapter 18. We'll begin with, the, with verse 35, and let's just jump right in. And it came to pass that as he... Jesus talking about us. He was come nigh unto Jericho. A certain blind man sat, sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And he cried, saying, Jesus! Thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood. I just get a blessing out of that. I just get a blessing out of that. Aren't you glad that when you cry out, Jesus stands still for you? Amen? <laughs> That's wonderful news for me. Praise the Lord. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. 
And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. I want to begin this morning with the thought that the recognition of a need is the beginning of God moving. The recognition of a need is the beginning of a movement by God. I firmly believe that, that God does not answer you until you recognize a need to call on Him. And you won't call on Him unless you recognize that you need what He alone can offer. If you aren't ready to recognize that He is the answer to your problem, there's a chance He will pass right by you. Now, that's a scary thought. That's a scary thought. If there are here, those here this morning who maybe you've sat in services before and you've heard the preacher tell you that God wants to help you and you've sensed in your spirit that there is some yearning in your heart and you want something that seems to be missing in your life and maybe you put it off. You just walked out of the service and you didn't consider what had been offered you. But there was this continuation of a sense of longing in your spirit, a sense of not being complete, a sense of missing something that was elemental to what you should be. And there is a real sense in the human heart that there is more that I'm missing and there, there must be more to life than what I've experienced so far. In our brokenness, that is the normative for a person, an individual who has not met Christ there is a sense of yearning, of longing, of wanting something that's missing in our life. But until you recognize that need and recognize that there is an answer for your need, you'll go right on missing that that you long for in life. I have over my lifetime, especially as a pastor, in other people's lives, I have encountered that often. I've encountered the person who complains about life, about how unfair life is, and how they haven't been given an, an, a, a good chance in life, how, how they seem to be just not getting what they see in other people's lives. They're missing something in life. And you can talk to them. You can tell them that Jesus loves them, that He has the answer for their need. But it's like it falls on deaf ears. And I've often wondered, why is that? I know in my own life that, that I went away from the Lord, and as a child I'd been raised in the church, but I got old enough to start making my own decisions, and I made some. And I went away from God and out into the world and I began to search for the things that the world offered and I found them. 
But all the time, in all of my searching, there was an increasing longing in my life that nothing seemed to feel. There was this sense that something's missing. What's wrong with my life? Why do I feel this way? That would only be in the darkness of the night when things weren't going on and I was just left by myself. But there would be this sense, and deep down in my heart, that my life wasn't all I wanted it to be. That there was something missing. And I didn't want to believe that God had anything to do with it. I would repress that thought. I'd say, well, it's, maybe I'm just not having enough fun. Maybe if I can just do some other things that life offers, maybe I'll find something that really does satisfy, but I never found it. As a matter of fact, the more I searched, the more I tried, the deeper in despair I came. Until I reached a place where I would rather have died than continue living that way. No, on the outside, my life didn't look any worse than everyone else's. I'd been through a divorce. I was doing drugs and drinking too much. But so were lots of people. I had a job. I was able to keep the job. I'd lost a lot. A family, home, things, cars. I'd lost all of that. But surely that's just how things are. Maybe things will get better. Well, they didn't. I can't really tell you what changed in my life. But on that Sunday morning, when that preacher just looked at me and said, Mark, wouldn't you like to pray? Something inside of me broke. I don't know what it was. I don't know what changed my direction, but something happened in me, and I cried out to God. And I said, oh, God, I'm blind. Please help me. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't find any satisfaction in life. Lord, you've got to help me, or I'd rather die than live this way. And I heard the Lord say to me, and I heard him say this to me. Son, I've been waiting for you to ask me. I can do something for you. And just like that, he did. I mean it just like that, he did it. My prayer wasn't very long. Did you notice that Bartimaeus' prayer wasn't very long? Jesus, thou son of David... Have mercy on me. And immediately he received his sight. That's pretty quick. <laughs> Amen. But you have to recognize a need. If you don't see that you have a need, God's not going to force you to call on him. I am amazed, though, that he works in the lives of people to bring them to the place where they become so tired of life the way it is, so despondent with life, that in desperation they cry out, Oh God, please help me. And he does. In his mercy, he says, I'm here for you. I long to help you. 
It's my heart. I have given such a price that I might be your solution. That's what he says. So we must recognize a need. Now, I, I want to turn a little bit of a corner here. We don't know a whole lot about Bartimaeus. By the way, this passage here in Luke, we don't even know who he is, but if you go to Mark, Mark identifies him as Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, which is repeating yourself. We're not really sure that we know anything about his family. We know that he was the son of Bartimaeus, but his name tells us this. Bartimaeus, that means son of Timaeus. We, we don't know whether his family was involved in his day-to-day -day life. Him sitting by the road begging doesn't sound like he's getting a lot of support. Sounds like he was destitute. He was begging, sitting by the road. We know that this is outside of Jericho. It's not in Jericho. And the other two Gospels lend us, lead us to believe that Jesus had finished a work in Jericho and that he was leaving Jericho. And Bartimaeus is sitting there by the road. If you uh, would, I want you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 59. I want to read there in just a moment. Bartimaeus is aware of his condition. But today there are many who are spiritually blind and have no idea that they even have a problem. Most of us live in neighborhoods where some of our neighbors fall into this category. They're so blind that they don't even know what's going on in their own lives. Have you run into those people? How many of you had a conversation about Roe versus Wade? Boy, I have. If you were on Facebook, you might have seen mine. Um, I made a simple statement about how the federal government had, had decided not to support abortion as a right. They were kicking it back to the states. And my goodness, did I get some feedback. Vitriol. We're surrounded by people who are spiritually blind. One of the people who was so angry was a self-professed Christian. Now, I want to tell you something. To me, uh, we talked a little bit about this in, in Sunday school. Abortion is, is not something we have to wonder if God approves of or not. I'm sorry, if you have a different opinion, let me state clearly my opinion it's based on the Word of God. God values all life. There is not any life that He does not value. What about the woman who's raped? God values that child in the womb of His mother. But you have people who have listened to the world's take on things. And I want to tell you something. I believe in the right of women to be have all the rights that anybody does. But a woman's rights to her body end when she says yes to sex. 
A man's rule over his own life ends when he has sex with someone. Because anything resulting from that, he is responsible for. She is responsible for. I could go a whole another sermon there. I wish we had time, but I don't. We live in a country, in a society that is filled with people who are spiritually blind. You can, you can talk about the Bible and they will just not be able to understand where you're coming from. They have no concept. The concept of right and wrong in many cases is turned right upside down. Now you, you can most of, I would imagine most of you can remember times in our country when people would have been aghast, I mean been shocked at where we are today. How did we get here? It's a gradual progression of the illness that is labeled sin. It will cause you to be blinded to what life's purpose is. I said we go to Isaiah 59. Listen to what Isaiah writes here. Beginning with verse 1. Behold, the Lord's arm is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Drop down to verse 7. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not. And there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore, is judgment far from us. Neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for justice, but there is none. For salvation. But it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before Thee, and our sins testify against us for our transgressions are with us. And as for our iniquity, iniquities, we know them. 
and transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity or fairness cannot enter. If you ever wanted to know what America is facing, there it is. Say, so, well, Pastor Mark, what does this have with blind Bartimaeus? I want you to picture for a moment a blind man sitting by the road. What is it that gets his attention? A multitude of Jesus followers that are so noisy that Bartimaeus goes, what is that? A multitude of Jesus followers is what got Bartimaeus' attention. Church, can I just urge you to make sure that you are a group of Jesus followers that are so rowdy as you follow Jesus that you get the world's attention? You can talk a good fight. You can argue a good argument. They won't hear that. But if you walk by rejoicing and praising the Lord and loving one another, they won't miss it. You doubt me? Jesus said that's exactly what will get their attention. By this shall they know you, that you love one another, and that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. There's an old saying, if, if your church is on fire for the Lord, there'll be a crowd that gathers around to watch it burn. There's a lot of truth in that, isn't there? I want you to hear this. Pastor Chris is coming, but he's not going to be able to bring that attitude here. He can help you. I can't bring that attitude. This is something you must see you need to be so that this church can be what God intends it to be. And I'm not talking about history. I'm talking about today forward, are you a crowd of Jesus followers that makes enough noise that the world pays attention? Amen? Ooh, i got ten minutes. I actually go somewhere. Sometimes a disturbance is the cause for course change. Amen? I love it. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and boy, he started crying out. I wonder how many in this neighborhood are waiting for somebody to make a noise. If you um, have your Bibles, want to flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. There are 
two words that are used over and over in this passage, and I want you to pay close attention to them. Again, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to begin with the first verse, and I'm going to read these 11 verses. And I want you to pay attention to a word. I hope it jumps off the page at you. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Isn't that a great verse? Paul writes, he says, now what we've done, we've not come with a lot of fancy words and smart thinking. What we've come doing is we have been, by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, small g, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now there you see a verse that says that the God of this world, which is Satan, is busy. He's busy blinding people. The people of this world. That's the people who are your neighbors, your, na your family. Some of you have people that you're close to. And you know in your heart of hearts, not judgmentally, but you know they're lost, they're blind. Are you praying for them? Is it such a, a sense of urgency in your heart that you spend your time praying for them? I have family that's there, and I, my wife and I, you, you can ask her, we agonize over them. Oh, God, have mercy on my brother. Oh, God, have mercy on my brother. Why? Because I don't know how much time any of us has, and I don't want him to miss eternity. I don't want him not to make it. I am concerned about him. So my heart breaks for him. But we preach not ourselves, verse 5, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure, this light that is Jesus in our hearts, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now, that's an interesting verse. Paul says, listen, this power that God wants to use in my neighborhood, in my family, it's hidden in this earthly vessel. And you would look at this earthly vessel and you say, well, there's not much of value there. And then the power of God shows up. And you look at that person and you say, well, goodness gracious, how does that happen? How, how is that power in that vessel? God wants to speak through us. Isn't it amazing that he would use us to change lives? 
Not of our own doing, not of our ability, but the power of God. In these earthen vessels, he uses to call attention to his work that has been done in us that he longs to do in their heart and their lives. Verse 8. We are troubled on every side. Now here's the difference between us and the world. Is the world troubled on every side? So are we. But what's the difference? Well, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed. We don't understand everything, but not in despair. Persecuted, yet fully aware that we are not forsaken. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in this mortal body. Church, if you want to know what you should look like, there it is. It's not you. It's what God wants to do through you. Are you available? You know, you're the crowd passing by the blind, and they're blind, and they can't see. And old Bartimaeus, he's familiar with this patch of ground because it's all he's got. He has to be so familiar. With, he has to reach down and touch it, knows where every pebble is because life is fraught with dangers. None more so than Bartimaeus is because his world has shrunk so drastically. He's left with almost nothing, and there's a crowd passing by. And they're making a noise. And Bartimaeus says, what is that? Is there any hope? I've been hearing of a Jesus over in Jericho. I wonder if he's going to pass by this way. I wonder this morning if, if he's coming my way. Tell me, what's the noise? Well, Bartimaeus, it's Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Do you hear the cry? Does it stir your church heart? Do you want to be a part of that passing crowd that's going through the darkness of the world and the world is longing to hear that there's some hope? Are you part of that crowd? And then there's that wonderful picture. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And I can see Jesus walking by, and he hears that sound. What did I hear? Isn't it amazing that Jesus just stops when he hears your voice? I'm going to take you to another place real quick. This is found in, if I can read, Mark chapter 6. Another familiar passage, but I want you to see this. 
Mark chapter 6, verse 48. And he saw them. This is Jesus. He has sent his disciples in a boat to the other side of the lake. And Jesus has gone up on a mountain to pray. And his, early in the morning, he looks down and his disciples are in a storm and they're struggling. And Jesus sees them. And he saw them toiling in rowing. For the wind was contrary to them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea. Now, mark these words. And would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it was a spirit, and what did they do? Why, they cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked to them. Got in the boat with them, and the storm was over. That's the Jesus I serve. But I want you to hear this. Every one of you this morning, Jesus is passing by, and the thing that stops him is the cry for help. <laughs> Amen. Just a cry for help. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. That cry of desperation stops him every time. I'm so, I'm so glad he's faithful. He's always going to hear that cry, and he's going to stop, and he's going to have the answer for your need. Amen. I mean your real need, not the window dressing. I've been destitute a couple times in my life. No car. I was still in an apartment, but I was arrearing my rent. You ever been there? You didn't know what was going to happen. Now, God, when I cried out, he didn't give me a, a pile of money. He eventually helped me out of that situation, but he gave me a whole new perspective on my problem. <laughs> there's a, a deep, settled peace in my soul that he gave me that made all the difference in my life. I want you to hear this, church. You have an opportunity to be the church that passes the blind and makes a difference. They need your help. God says, you're the method by which I've chosen to reach them. Will you be faithful? Will you, to term, use a term the Bible uses, will you stand in the gap between their need and my answer? That's my charge to you as a church. Would you be the church that helps the Lord reach your part of High Point, this neighborhood, wherever they're coming from, you've got people calling every week wanting help. What is it they're really needing? Food? Maybe. Clothing? Maybe. But God, as Father, supplies those things, so they're telling you there's a greater need. There's a greater need. Now, Dorothy and I can tell you there's been times we didn't have much coming in, and we had more on paper going out than was coming in. 
We've never been lacking. Not once. God has taken care of us. Why? Because this, he's, he's faithful with his promise. He said, if you'll, if you'll seek for me with all your heart, I'll take care of your needs. He's faithful. This is an open door to reach people for Jesus. Are you making a lot of noise? Amen? I mean, you can hand a bag out the door and be done. But there may be more they need. I'm just saying, look for opportunities to make a noise. Amen? They're going to toss us right out when we go over to Santa Bells if we don't get up. Let's stand. Greenwood Hills, I love you, but not nearly as much as the Lord loves you. I don't even know how to love the way he loves. I'm so far away from that kind of capacity. But he loves extravagantly. I mean, he just wants to heap his blessings on you. Find the place where you can be faithful to his charge for you as a church and watch him move. Amen? Father, we thank you this morning for your word because your word does speak to us. It, it is so loud. We hear you pass by. And our hearts yearn for you. We long for more of you. So, Father, this morning as we leave this time of gathering together, which we've done in your name, seeking your will and your presence. We ask that you'd go with us, that you would instruct us, that you'd guide us, and that you would empower us, these clay vessels, to be what you've used to change our world. We ask it in the powerful name of the one who gave his life so that we might come and ask this of you. We ask in the name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen so be it. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And say hello to Pastor Chris. I looked for him at conference. He wasn't there. So I didn't get to meet him. But I want you to know I'd love to. God bless you.